welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing. I'm Zell, and this is Open Channels number one. This is a brand new show we're going to be doing when we're between case file topics. It's a strict fan call-in show to tell your stories. We have a lot of people who want to tell stories to us on the, on the case files, but we just can't get to everybody. So we decided we're going to do a strict, dedicated, call-in only show. So uh, this first episode is just a few people calling in and talking to just myself. But if the show gains popularity, we'll make sure we'll try and have more theorists on and to talk and bullshit with you guys about your stories. So if you have a story about UFOs, aliens, abductions, anything paranormal, cryptids, you have a thought on a government conspiracy or some type of cover-up, uh, you guys know us. We like to talk about any- anything, anything and everything. So if you have a story... Make sure to send us an email to aliantheorists at gmail.com or you can connect with us any other way. Go to our website, aliantheorists.com. All the links are there for our social media. And get in touch with us and we will get you on the show when we can. We appreciate the fuck out of all you guys and girls listening. We love y'all. So here's a few stories from some fellow Prolapser fans. Now let's get started. Alright, our first ever caller on Open Channels is Carrie from Northern Ontario, Canada. She has a cool story about Orb UFOs. Check it out. Um, So in 2001, I was walking with four of my friends. Um, We live in northwestern Ontario, so it's really a lot of forest. Even the parks are very foresty. Uh, So we were walking. We are good. We're all having a great time. Um, Just chilling. And it started to rain, so we're all frolicking, being weird teenagers. You know how kids are. And then um, out of nowhere, I was, uh, I had my back turned to everybody because I was talking to my boyfriend at the time. But our one friend, one of the guys, started freaking out. And I turned to look, and there was, like, orbs of every different color. There was, like... 20 to 30 of them at least. We're just surrounded by them. Um, I can't remember anything in between seeing them and two blocks away from the boyfriend's house. Now, I don't know if I blacked out from, like, being afraid or... I don't know. I've heard dozens of theories, so I'm not even going to get into that. Um, (laughs) But we definitely seen them. I thought it was cool. I wasn't afraid. Our one friend was, like, really freaked out about it. Um, he was freaking right out. And by the time we got, okay, so when, when I actually remember being aware again, was two blocks away from the house, nobody seemed to be freaked out anymore. Everybody's fine. People were talking about it, but not really. Like just, oh, that was cool. But not the way I feel that we should have been talking about it. Um, I didn't really push with it too much at the time because I thought, oh, whatever, you know. None of us were doing drugs. None of us were drinking. We weren't under the influence of anything. I can't figure out another way to explain it. It was just neat and different. Um, I haven't had any, I haven't seen any orbs or anything like that since. Um, Just the, uh, I guess, kind of like a shadow in my room once. Um, That's a whole other story. Okay, I got a couple questions about the orbs. So, okay. So how many orbs do you think you saw? Just many orbs? Or do you have like a rough okay. number? I don't even know. I'm saying that I could see with my eyes in front of me 
20 to 30. There could have been more. We were surrounded by them. And how, I was talking to, to my one they? friend. Uh, pardon? How big were they approximately, you think? Oh, they're all different sizes. They're all different sizes. Like from like golf ball like, to beach ball to huge? or Like the size of my fist or the average person's fist. Um, I don't know, like a baseball, a little bit bigger than a baseball, to the size of beach balls. Huh. Like all they were all, all different, different sizes. Um, there was orange. There was blue, there was green. Um, those are the colors that really stand out in my mind. A lot of white ones, or not white, what would you call it? Like crystal colored. A lot of those. Huh. Um, and we were and they were swirling around us too. I forgot that part. Some of them were like swirling. And that was part of the reason why our one friend was freaking right out. And I didn't seem freaked out by it. I still remember just being in awe, like shocked and thought it was really cool. Um, the one guy that freaked out does not remember any of it. That's, that's the other part I forgot to tell you. He has no recollection of this incident whatsoever. None. Huh. When we asked him about it, he couldn't remember anything. And we thought that was kind of trippy. That was really freaky. So you guys were like, why didn't he remember? The rest of us remembered it. You're like high school teenagers. Not drinking, uh, not smoking, not drinking, these, not on drugs. Seen uh, these orbs? Had you thought like a bunch of time had passed when you only thought it was a few minutes? Okay, so yes. Now we were gone. We thought we were gone for like half an hour, forty minutes, because the time that it takes to walk from point A to point B, it's a ten-minute walk. So we figured, okay, we're gone like forty minutes. We got back to my boyfriend's mom's place, and she's like, "Where have you guys been?" It's been like two and a half hours. You said you were just going for a walk. And we're like, what are you talking about? We were only gone for like 40 minutes. And when I tried to talk to my other friends about it or bring it up, um, like the one guy, that one that freaked out, he was the one that I kept pushing like, hey, do you remember this? And I don't think I was there that time. I'm like, yeah, you were because you're freaking right out. And you don't remember that, honestly? He's like, nope. No, I don't remember any of it. And I was like, what? I talked to the other two, three people, and they all remember, um, but it's all like fragments of it, kind of like how I only remember the first chunk. Now, I don't know if that's over time or something shifty is going on. I have no idea. Okay. Can I ask, how old are you now? I'm 30. 30, so like 15 years ago, roughly, or something like that? Yeah, yeah huh. 2000, 2001. Okay, well, I'm not an expert, so I'm going to ask you, what, uh, what do you think your theory is? Because there's a lot of lot of accounts of orb UFOs. Uh, I really do. I, I think, I honestly, I know it's going to sound nuts. I think that we were contacted by something, and I think that uh, the people that couldn't handle it had their memories wiped. Huh. So contact. I don't know. Was there any did, did like, was there any memories in your mind that were not there before that happened? Like anything weird? Um. Like they didn't like project like a picture into your mind or something. No, nope, no, nope. like that. None of that. We just literally we seen them. I remember seeing them. I remember my friend freaking out, and then all of a sudden we were two blocks away from my boyfriend's place. Or and and it didn't make sense. I don't remember the part of the walk from the park itself to his place, which is only what a ten minute walk. I don't remember that point to that point. It, it was just, it was weird. And I remember talking to my other friends about it and being like, you guys don't think that's strange. 
And like, yeah, I guess that is kind of weird, but, uh, you know, we, we're just talking lots, maybe. Like there was a lot of, oh, it could have been this or it could have been that, but nobody else knew. And I always thought that was weird. Huh. You know what? Well, so. on this show, no one's crazy. And I hate when people call people crazy for telling a story like that. So thank you for, thanks for calling in and telling that. Um, one more question. You said Northern Ontario? Yeah. Somewhere up there? I'll just put that down. Um, you, don't, you don't have to say the city if you don't want. It's no problem. Northern okay. Cary, Northern Ontario, 30. Okay, so what's going to happen is I'll probably cut this down to like a, a few minutes. And then we'll, it'll be on the next, either the next case file or one of the next ones here. Sound good? Okay. Any, uh, any case file suggestions from your Crazy. end? Anything you want to hear us talk about? I totally, like a huge chunk of what you just said, I couldn't hear it. Yeah, yeah, we kind of have a shoddy connection. I was just asking you, any case file suggestions that you'd like to hear us talk about in the future? Uh, definitely like to know if there's other people that have experienced the orbs. No, no. Just, what, we'll yeah. do, what we'll do is we'll, uh, we'll look if there's any other accounts like that, and then we'll be, we'll be talking about it, so stay tuned. Sweet, thank you. Okay, thanks, Gary. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, thanks, Carrie, for sharing that story with us. It's fucking, it's cool. I mean, orb UFOs, some I've never experienced personally, but you know, there's hundreds or thousands of stories about these fucking little glowing balls, so what they are remains to be seen, but it's fucking cool. All right, our next caller is Ethan from Melbourne, Australia, and he's telling us some stories about a haunted house, ghosts, shadow figures, whatnot. It's creepy as, as the Australians would say. Check it out. All right, awesome. So when I was a kid at the family home, it was in Homebush in Sydney. Um, all the houses in that time during like the early 90s and late 90s and stuff were all like colonial houses. So a good couple of hundred years old in Australia anyway, that's old. Um, so my parents bought a deceased estate house, um, really cheap, renovated it, everything like that. Didn't ask any questions, anything like that. And then, um, you know, I come along, first kid, and things start getting a little bit weird at home. Um, Mum starts hearing footsteps and whistling up and down the hallway when there's no one home. Um, you know, she'd be home at work. Um, she used to work at home and have clients come over and they'd hear the door open, close, footsteps down the hallway with whistling. Um, even one time she recalls a story where someone entered my room and wound my baby mobile and it started playing went through one whole time and then wound up a second time um and they went through the house and no one was there at all so mum and dad do a bit of digging around the house and a bit of investigating and ends up that the prior resident of the house committed suicide inside the house after his wife and baby died in childbirth um so things started getting a little bit creepy there um, and then as I got older, I saw a few things as well. So, you know, we'd start seeing like shadows in the house, like a person would like this black figure will walk into one room and we'd go and race and check it out. There'd be no one in the house. Um, I remember I was about five or six years old. My sister was about two or three and I'm in the TV room with my mom and the baby sisters in her bedroom at the front of the house. And mum's looked up the hallway and I've looked up the hallway because we heard the door open and close. And this black figure walks into my sister's room and she starts giggling 
and then all of a sudden in like a split second starts crying out we'd race in no one's there um sometimes we come home and the pictures would all be knocked over um you know just weird things you know and it would always be this it was kind of this cold feeling in the house um you know this feeling that there's always someone else there um you know so it was just weird growing up there because you know this one time we went out for dinner we came home and there was like hundreds of spiders covering the hallway in the house from nowhere like you know house had been pest swept and everything like that prior and just weird occurrences like um the heaters wouldn't work anymore or no matter how hot you had the heaters turned up it would never get warm the rooms would always be cold at the front of the house the extensions of the property out the back which were brand new were completely fine but anything that was original in the house would just be kind of freaky and the whistling would always get us like it wasn't like wind blowing through it was like a tune of whistling so yeah that's um kind of the creepiest thing i ever had so growing up as a kid holy fuck ghosts yeah eh? yeah ghosts man it was crazy shit so you the know? guy the guy committed suicide after so- his wife and child died during childbirth in the house as well oh they have oh they died in the house during childbirth yeah yeah holy f- yeah well yeah you got yourself then, you got yourself some type of ghost there for sure yeah so and like you know he committed suicide in the house as well so that was creepy <laughs> so but um you just yeah like, you, like shadows were the most thing you've seen he, didn't, he never fucking chucked any knives at you or anything did he no no never any knives like we'd see shadows or you know you'd hear the footsteps like audible footsteps of someone just walking down the hall getting closer to you and then you go and check out the house and it'd be gone completely you know and we thought maybe possums or you know something like that in the walls but parents kept getting you know you know, all the pest sweepers out and everything to check out the place. Nothing at all. Completely clean all the time. Yeah, you try. Um, well, you try and you try and like reason it something. Normal, yeah, but, you start rationalizing yeah, it, yeah. and like you know, my grandparents they were Italian, so they're just like you know, get a priest out there, bless the house, you know, the house <laughs> yeah. is cursed, you know, get out of the house, sort of thing. Um, and they tried that as well. I, I'm pretty sure my mom um, ended up getting someone to come and bless the house, but didn't change anything. So wait, how how long did you stay in that house? How long did it happen for? Um, I was there. It happened from I think mum and dad say it happened from like the first two or three months from when I was born up until we moved out of the house when I was about eleven. So eleven years of it. Huh. Yes. And um, yeah, like it quieted down when I got to about three or four, and then my sister was born, and then it acted up again. No, that kind of goes with the theory that like ghosts and ghosts and young kids are some weird connection there. You keep hearing those kind of stories. Well, this is the thing. Like we we, we thought it might have had something to do with the fact that you know the baby died in like childbirth. Maybe you know he had some sort of connection to the kids trying to like protect us or something. But I don't know, man. It I just hated that house growing up. It was creepy sometimes. Like I said, the cold patches in my bedroom and my sister's bedroom were just. No matter how hot you turn the heater off, our bedrooms would always be freezing cold. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I, fuck, I, I'm, a, I'm no ghost expert, but you hear so many stories. There's got to be something weird there. Like, who fuck, who knows? But that's, yeah, that's, and this is the thing. I, I'm a skeptic when it comes to ghosts, man. But that that one house that always gets me, you know, and I just can't ever shake it. That feeling that 
something was just not right about that house, man. Like it was never crazy, like things being thrown at us, but you know, our family pictures would all be turned down or, you know, and all the windows would be closed. And, you know, sometimes like, you know, all the insects that would randomly rock up in the house, even though, you know, you'd have all the pest control people come through and clean it out. That one night, you know, we came home from dinner celebrating a birthday and the walls were just covered in like hundreds or thousands of like huntsman spiders. Oh, oh the huntsman, man. The, yeah, the huntsman. man. Like, you know, the size of your hand just yeah. all over the house, just out of nowhere. Getting one or two during the year, during the hot season, fair enough. Like, that's normal. But when you got hundreds of them and the walls look like they're moving, you know how did you, the, how did they even stay in that house with fucking that many spiders i'd, I'd burn it down well the, this it. is the thing like dad went in the house and he's got the fucking vacuum and he's vacuuming the walls like out of ghostbusters or something you know <laughs> and like they, they'd all be gone and like the next day like no shit like there was about another hundred of them in the house like out of nowhere like what the fuck is happening and then got the pest guys in they came in to sweep and check everything they were all gone huh that's fucking weird yeah, man. What's uh, what's your theory? What do you what do you think? Oh, uh, I I reckon it had to be haunted. I, you know, Mister Marshall. That's what his name was. He hung around the house until the day we left. From the day I was born, leading up to that, no, nothing at all in the house. Nothing weird at all. Um, I reckon the mixture of new kids in the house and you know renovating the house and adding new extensions kind of got him up and about. So. Has to be something, man. Has to be something. All right. Cheers to Ethan. Thanks for the call. Fucking ghosts, eh? Uh, next caller is... Well, to be honest, I re- recorded this one a while ago and I forgot his, I forgot to write down his name. So the nameless caller, uh, he's from California and he is talking about the insanity of today's modern financial system. It went really long, so I had to cut it uh, cut it short, so it might not make sense the whole way through, but I, I try and end it as best I can. Yeah, check it out. Your profile says you, your, your profile says you're Darth Vader. Yes. Awesome. I'm many people's fathers. I just don't they don't know it yet. <laughs> I think, I think I, everyone might have that problem maybe. If you especially, yeah, especially, yeah. especially if you go traveling. Exactly. <laughs> awesome man. So uh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from California. Nice. Southern, northern. I got my buddy. Uh, southern California. I've got my buddy, uh, Steven, here with me. Hey, Steve. Hey, how's it going, man? Good, good. You guys, you guys both listen to the show? No, just myself. He, I just put him on today about it. I've been listening for the past few months, and I love your show, man. Hey, appreciate it. It's, it's fun to do. Yeah, the, the, best, the best quote from your show is hashtag look it up. Yeah, man, I, that's uh, we feel that's the same way because like you can just tell people stuff, but if they never, you never actually look at it for yourself, then you're kind of lost. So, exactly, man. Uh, education for the people is so important right now. Yep, 100. percent So, uh, uh, you want you want uh, to talk about some yeah. uh, the world's finance or or what, or what exactly do you have in mind? Yeah, so um, I, I wanted to talk about uh, the world's finance uh, finances, uh, basic c- computer security, uh, the uh, the way the the way the security runs in this world, the way the finances work, work um, all the information that I've gathered is publicly available. Okay, and um, I kind of wanted to break it down. I don't want to take too much of your listeners' time, but I have a lot to say. 
And um, okay, well, if at any point you we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna yes, tell sir. you right now we got only about 15 minutes per caller. So if you just want to do like yes, if you just want to do like one section now and the next call in you can do another section we can do like a, a segment style or right now I just wanted to break down uh, my background in history I wanted to go into the facts that I found and then I wanted to break down um, you know if any conspiracy theories coming out from after that so I, I grew up in, I grew up in three different states um, I grew up in New York grew up in Georgia grew up in California um, so I kind of have a little bit about how different uh, um, cultures you know, work, right? Uh, just in the U.S. I don't, I've never visited outside the U.S., never could afford it. Um, I I remember growing up, uh, um, my, my, my parents, you know, they did well. In New York, I wasn't very uh, well educated, in my opinion, because I spent too much time hanging out. That's my fault, um, not my parents. Um, I actually went to high school, and the name was High School of Economics and Finance. <laughs> okay? There you go. There you go. <laughs> This was right across the street from the World Trade Center, and I left and I left a year before the 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 the, the crash, right. the uh, the two thousand one um, um, the attacks on the towers. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, when I went to that school, I thought I had a you know a chance at a better life to learn more, but you know my laziness as a teenager didn't realize the bigger picture at the end of what they was actually teaching. How, Economics and finance. Yeah, you're too, you're, too, a lot of you're too young when you're 18, it's like 17, 18, to really get a grasp of it, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and now that I'm older, I realize how important it was. Um, they were teaching a lot of stuff that I, I should have paid attention to. But, you know, you, you're that age, and especially if your parents haven't taught you um, what it's all about, it's, it's really hard to grasp. Um, I went to uh, college for about a year and a half in a community college. I was studying uh, Cisco certifications to become a, a network engineer. Um, it was really cool. Um, but at the time, my father was struggling, and I, I just had to help him. I, I had to quit my um, my college, and he, he needed my help. Um, at the time, I felt I, I learned that you can actually uh, get IT certifications on your own on your own time. So I said, Why do I need a college if I'm able to make a career of something I can learn on my own? So I took that very, I took that very close to heart. Like, if you want to make it in this country, you can. The foundation's there. You just got to work for it. You got to, you got to educate yourself. You know, make a living for yourself. Um, I, I remember going, growing up in Georgia. I was in uh, working in Target, and uh, uh, and, and I just want to give a disclaimer. Um, when I speak, I'm not trying to look for any monetary gain. Um, I just want to, I want to, I want to set a message out that anything I'm saying is not being leaked, is publicly available. Um, want people to hashtag, look it up, fact check everyone. Don't listen to one news source. Don't listen to one you know, uh, news source every day and spend the rest of your time on, on TV and sports. Like really fact check what somebody's telling you, especially the media nowadays. Amen, brother. Right? So, um, so do your research. Instead of spending you know, three hours watching the NFL, uh, trying to politicize anything or any other sport, you know, do your due diligence. Just don't, just don't sit in front of the TV and watch one mainstream media channel. There's a lot of resources right now you can fact check people on. Okay, keep an open mind. Don't just keep a closed mind because one source is telling you something. The internet's a beautiful um, thing for that. Yeah, you can pretty much find anything. Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and the ultimate goal right now, um, from all the research I've been doing, it's not for self gain. Um, it's for our, our it's, it's for our children. I mean, to be honest, like they're the next generation. I'm not doing this for me. 
doing this for the, the, the children that are growing up, the next generation that needs to know basic economics and basic finance, you know, this is stuff I, I read here, uh, online, watching documentaries and watching stuff. Um, every time I try to talk to people about this, they look at me strange. You can't blame them. They don't know. They're uneducated. You see what I mean? People don't, they, want, they, people that, don't want to hear that the finance system is fairly corrupt. They just want, they just want to go about their lives, right? Work and you know, they don't want to hear about the debt-based economy that we're trapped in. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. We're, we're taught that we're supposed to go up in school. We're supposed to get a job. We're supposed to save money in the bank. If you're taught right to diversify that income, if not, your 401k will be will be will handle you in the future and social security and social security. But but no one realizes the dangers of that. OK, um, so back to what I was saying, I went up as my history I'm working in Target. I remember it's a great company at the time. Um, Within two weeks, they assigned me into the electronic specialist role, okay? Now, this was all over eight years ago, so their policies might have changed, but I'm going to describe what I went through in there. I remember um, within the two weeks that I had a job in Target, they liked me so much, they put me in a position um, to get more credit cards, okay? At the time, I knew that was, was bad, right? But I didn't really know the extent of it. They kept me in there because I knew how to talk to people. I had great customer relations skills. Like I said, this happened a long time ago. I don't know how their policy changes. So when, when um, they called, they had what's, what was called a conversion rate. Okay, how many conversions can you make per transaction that you um, settled at a cash register? Okay, so how many people per uh, per set of, of transactions were you able to convert a credit card to? Okay, the average. The average amount per week for that store was like 0.5 to, to 2 at the tops. My average every week was about 12. The first day that I had uh, uh, the position in the electronics position at Target, I converted four people to get a credit card. They didn't even know that, that uh, I was like a closet geek. I love technology. Always love manipulating it. And... Being in the position I was, I knew how to sell the technology without their knowing it, right? right. They, literally used to send they, they literally used to send me people from other departments to, so they could shadow me to, to learn how I speak. I was thanked by higher-ups that would visit the store because they looked at my records. They actually take notes of all this they, to promote people to sell the credit cards, okay? They're doing it now. They're doing it at every store. So Target's not the only one that knows about this. Everyone sells debt to make a profit. Okay, um, I'm also a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. I understand the meaning of pain. Um, uh, I understand the meaning of pacifism. I don't like violence because um, once you once you uh, you know use violence to control a situation, the only thing you got left is the, the matter of speak. You know the, the matter of your voice. Like how much you have to say, how intelligent you are. It's easy to beat somebody up if you're stronger than them. Yeah. But if they can outthink you, what's the point? What's the end game? Right. So I started doing more reading and reading and reading and reading. And um, uh, that's my history right there. And it's, I kind of wanted to break that so you, so you understand and um, where I'm coming from. I, I also remember, as I'm talking, a lot of things are coming up. I also remember coming up and I had a hard time um, even paying for my own food. Okay. I was only making 20 grand a year, 24 grand, 25 grand a year. And at the time, I went to the government. I said, look, I just need help with food stamps. I'm getting, I'm, I'm really hard right now. With working um i just need help buying food like you know what i mean i'm willing to work i just need help buying food just just for the short term yeah i was told i made too much money i missed the mark by five hundred dollars stupid eh? 
you know, you know how I, I had told the lady, you need to tell me you can't let you can't help me buy food for like at least three months because I missed the mark by 500 bucks. Meanwhile, you have a room full of people downstairs that live off of the government money with the taxes I pay from the money that I make in the job I have and, and they were living free. It's not a disguise. It happens. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a life of dependency in this country that people, you know, got adjusted to. Yep. And they told me that, uh, that no, I'm sorry, sir, you can't. Recently, I owed, I owed the, the state of California some taxes. They, they just grabbed it from my bank account because I, I, would, I wouldn't make a, a, a payment plan fast enough to, to support their taxes. Okay? What that means, I couldn't feed my family. Okay? I had to rely on my, on my wife's credit card, on my wife's debit card in order in order to pay for gas i remember when when my debit card uh, got got swiped from a gas station and how many how many times have you heard this have you heard this right um and and, and my, my my credit card got my debit card got swiped okay and they stole my information as soon as i heard about it the the the, the bank alert fraud went off hey did you make this purchase i said no okay we're going to cancel your card yeah okay what's to my funds you have to wait three to five days. Well, you could get another card in the bank. Yeah, three. To it, it seems odd. You know what I mean? Yep, I hear you. So, and 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 you're, you, and the and the way the reason why I'm bringing the economics into this is like if you're living in this country or any other country with just one checking account and one savings account, you're doing things wrong. You see what I mean? You have to diversify your funds. And I'm going to tie all this together. You have to diversify where your money goes because it, in this day and age, your identity can be stolen at any time. That's the truth. Okay? Yeah, everyone in this day, day and age should have like a VPN, like a online protection for themselves. Definitely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so I just wanted to give a little personal background on why I feel so passionate about this because at certain points in my life, I couldn't feed myself and I could not feed my family. Hey, Mar- I have to find Marcus, ways to do. Marcus, man, you're speaking for like millions of people, man. So people are gonna love what you're what you're about to say because there's a lot of people in the same position as you. Like, just they're working as hard as they can, but they just can't get by no matter how much they work. So it's like a, we're stuck in a bad system there for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and and, and this much is coming from the heart. You know what I mean? And I just want to throw this up there for my buddy and I. Um, with the cryptocurrency going on right now, I'm not gonna explain it right now. I, I kind of got a pattern on how I explain these things. Okay, I just want to throw that term out there. I'm literally able to set up a wallet to donate from people around the world for our our children's edu- education. Okay, and that that can publicly be publicly be tracked. Okay, I'm going to explain that in the future. How how powerful that statement is. Okay, I'm making a statement right now that I'm setting up a a fund. For my child's future, based on the international donations of people that feel the same way, not based off of the lottery, off of my state that says, hey, portions of your funds are going to be donated to the colleges. Okay, prove it. How can I trust what you're saying? Well, you know what? I can't show you my books, but you're going to have to believe me. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to tie all this together of what the government around the world, the governments around the world are trying to do that are on board and off board of what the news is going on right now. Okay. So like I said, I don't, I, I don't have any hacking ability. 
okay? I don't have any kind of ways to get on the dark web and, and to find out this information with leaks, even though it's publicly possible. I, don't, I try not to do that because I feel it's going to leave a bad taste in people's mouths. The information that I gathered is publicly available without having to go through a VPN. All you have to do is go to Google. Okay, I'm not leaking anything. This is this is information that people can look up for themselves. Yeah. Okay. We, we encourage you. We encourage everyone to look it up, for sure. Yes, sir. Hashtag look it up. You know what I mean? That's a powerful statement. Okay. All you have to do is read more. Get your get your eyes off of that propaganda machine called the TV. Okay. So what happens? Um, as far as far as my history. In this current economy that we have, that the U.S. has, and, and, and all around the world, the banks have the power, okay? Everyone has to understand the banks have the power. And they're not, just, they're, not just, they're not just banks, they're private organizations. They have no ties to government, right? That's the crazy part. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely, sir. Name me one person that you know that's not in debt. Exactly. No, the whole the whole world's in debt to someone. If you know one person that's not in debt, they are not leveraging their money correctly. Listen to what I'm saying. The world revolves around debt. Somebody owes someone something in this world. That currency you have in your hand does not belong to you. It belongs to a loan someone else made to a bank. Yep. Okay. It's just getting transferred around that cash. It's not even cash. It's not even cash. It's just made. It's numbers made up. Is what it is technically. It's it's it it gets the the rabbit hole gets deeper, much deeper than that. And people need to realize. Just keep an open mind. These are not conspiracy theories. These are people over time, over generations have been saying this to the people. No one wants to listen. Why? Because they're in a perpetual cycle of debt when they grow up. They're, they're taught a certain economic way of handling their money. That's why the rich get richer and the poor get poor, because economic education is not taught properly to the masses. That's why people are, quote, unquote, called sheep. The people that know how everything works call everyone else sheep and, quote, unquote, not woken up because the basic information that has not been taught and it's not the public's fault. Okay, it's it's the education that they need to realize to, quote unquote, wake up. Yeah, man, it's, okay. pretty, it's a pretty crazy thing. But just we're going to have to we're gonna have to start wrapping this up. But what I'm going to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summarize what you've been saying and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down how I see it. So do you know how money is created? I was going to get into it. I was going to I was going to try to tie all this together. I know, but we're, we're like we're we're well over time, so I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do yes, a, sir. Yes, sir. I'm gonna do a quick one here. Yes, 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 so yes, sir. In the Western world, countries have rigged up a, a fraudulent system called a central bank, and we'll we'll take the United States because there it's the biggest fraudster in the world. So you have the federal Federal Reserve, right? It yes, loans sir. it loads money to the American government at interest. So every dollar the American government borrows for it for the country for the nation has to be paid back with interest. So the, it's a never-ending cycle of debt, right? Yes, sir. So, and then that interest has to be paid by the taxpayers. So if your government spends $100 billion on the war in Iraq, p- 
plus that, plus interest, that interest paid is your tax dollars. So every year that the national debt goes up, the more percentage of your wage is paid to the national debt. And that, and that in turn leads to less money for everything else. And it's, a, it's a, another hidden tax. It's called inflation. So actually from like 1913, when $1 was worth the equivalent today of like $10,000, every year the dollar has been degraded and degraded and de degraded through inflation. And inflation is the, is the center of all capitalist markets in the Western world, which is pretty much what you're saying is everything's debt based. Sure. You can never get out. So the whole world's trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in debt to who? There's a central body called the IMF and it's run by like a group of like not that many families and high-end business people, they control the whole world. Yep. And this shit- This they, is not conspiracy this, theory. Yeah, it's not a conspiracy theory at all. It's just, it's not taught because there'd be a revolution tomorrow. If everyone woke up and be like, listen, there's $10 trillion in the digital economy, but there's only $1 billion in cash. Imagine what happens. Everyone tries to go to the bank and take their money out. You put a run on the whole bank, banking system, the whole system would fail in one day. If everyone really came aware instantly. But they want. You said it beautifully. They want you. To, they don't want you to know. They want you to keep paying your debt. We're debt. We're debt slaves. It's a form of slavery, right? And think. This is my last point, and then we have to move on to the next caller. Think about this. You have to compulsorily pay taxes to the government, or like you said, they'll take it out of your bank account, or they'll garnish your wages, right? And if you don't, and if you if you def like fraud the tax system, you'll be put in jail with murderers and rapists. For something that you don't even that you don't want to do, you're made to do. It's a form of slavery, really. And then the argument goes back the other way, like, oh, your taxes, they pay for all your infrastructure and shit. And you're like, bullshit, you pay mainly into the national debt. It's a it's an insane system, man. Like I I hear you. I hear like I, I hear you. Like you're you're at that point I, now where you're getting mad because you're starting to understand, right? Yes, sir. And I have and with my computer um background, I have so much more to say. So whenever we can continue, please, I would like to continue and get that, that message across to everyone else in the world. All right. Thanks, Darth Vader. That's what we're calling you. Um, yeah, it's uh, modern finance is that's pretty fucking crazy and it's super, super complex and all intertwined globally between countries and different central banks and IMF and all this crazy shit. You could spend a lifetime trying to figure it out. And that's probably done by design because it's a system that works but it's a system set up for the people who pretty much made it, who started it. They have all the money still to this day and they keep getting more and more. While citizens of these countries like Canada, US, England, all Western countries pretty much uh, are on the hook for the, their country's national debt. And if you cannot repay your interest, I mean, it's just, everyone knows where it's gonna end. Eventually the debt ceiling's gonna collapse and you're gonna have something like 2008 but probably a whole lot worse. But, uh, yeah, look into it. Look it up. Look it up. Whatever country you're in, look up your central bank. It's, it's a fucking crazy system. We'll talk more about it in the future. All right, next caller is Jason from Ottawa. And he is calling in about some strange alien implant in his foot. Um, he actually sent us some x-rays, and there's this weird metallic ball on top of his foot. He doesn't know how it got there. The doctors don't know what it is. And so oh, it's a pretty crazy story. Check it out. Okay, man, uh, what do you want to talk about? <clears throat> um, probably that weird piece of metal that's in my foot. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, I've got one. That is fucking weird. You have an alien implant. Uh, it could be. For everyone listening, he sent us uh, a picture of an x-ray of his foot, and there's this little 
piece of some shit in there that that the doctor, I guess, didn't know. You didn't know. You don't know how it got there. It's just there. No. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had a cyst on my foot, so I went in to get that checked out, and the doctor sent me in for X-rays. And uh, the X-ray showed up that there's a piece of metal in there. So I went to, well, you know, went back to my doctor to figure out what was going on, and he kept asking me, you know, like how I got that metal in my foot, if I had stepped on anything or, you know, but. I didn't because it's on the top of my foot, which is really weird. It's on the top of your foot? Yeah, at the top, um, just off to the, the right side of my right foot. So it couldn't even be but something on, like you stepped on as a kid and it went in there. It's actually in the top, on the top of your foot. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, he actually asked me if I'd been shot by a BB gun. And I definitely think I remember something like that. Right. So it's like a little circular piece? or? Yeah, I, uh, I don't know if I sent you all three pictures of the x-ray that I have, but I, I can do that later on if you want. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check while you're talking here. I might I might be able to find. Was that on Twitter you sent him? Uh yeah, should be. Okay, so what uh, what do you think they are? What do you think it is? Well, I remember about a year ago I called you guys because I have like weird sleep paralysis. Like I don't know what's even going on. <clears throat> but then I thought, you know, since all my friends are kind of like me and you guys who you know are onto aliens and stuff, we figured, hey, maybe <clears throat> instead of um, well, a ghost or a witch or whatever you want to call it, it's happening, and maybe. It was some kind of alien-related something or other. Man, it's so weird. I'm looking at the pictures right now. Yeah, it's just, it looks like it does look like a BB, but even maybe even smaller than BB though. Like it's pretty tiny. Yeah, it's apparently it's because uh, I work uh, I work with precious metals, and I go through the metal detector every day, and I never picked anything up. So I figured, um, you know, I figured that would pick up anything because I go through with a little piece of you know gold or whatever on my body, and then it, it picks it up. But whatever's on my foot doesn't get noticed, so it's it's kind of strange. Yeah, so it's like on the top of your foot, mm. near like your pinky toe, like the base, the base knuckle on the top of your foot. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, so I actually went in and I got surgery and I got the cyst removed. But I thought I was going in to get the metal and the cyst removed, but they said that they, because um, of where the metal was, they couldn't get it out. Well, they could, but they said that it probably do more damage than could to have it removed. Is it embedded in bone or? Uh, she didn't say. I'm not sure if it's like in uh, like a bunch of muscle or what, but she said that um, it'd be really difficult to remove. Just just on the location, it's not not worth it. Yeah, huh. basically, she said that it shouldn't hurt. It, it doesn't hurt actually right now, but um, I don't know. It's weird, man. Yeah, what's? Uh, uh, I'm not sure what to think. Do you ever hear the doctor, Doctor Roger Lear? Uh, actually, on your podcast, yeah. Yeah, I I think he's actually has he passed away? I think he might have might have passed away actually, but yeah, he was uh he would remove he removed like 20 or 30 unidentified implants from people's bodies like in the, under their elbows and their hands and their feet and their back. And I guess Yeah, I've seen uh, supposedly, some stuff supposedly, supposedly they tested them and like they didn't they didn't really know what it was or how it got there in like a lot of these cases, so Yeah, man, no clue what's going on. You, so yeah, I'm thinking you were being I, fucking tracked. That's what's going on. It could be. Uh, it hasn't happened uh, in about a year, I guess, but I often wake up and I, I can't budge. Like, I can't move at all. I can see my wife. I can see everything that's going on around me. But I can't speak either, which is really creepy. I can kind of move my head to the side of it just to, you know, kind of look around my room. Yeah. And I can also, I literally feel something sit on my chest. Like, I, I can't see anything. There's nothing there. But So you're, you're experiencing I, I, straight sleep paralysis. I guess so. But then I... Do you see shadow people? This, no. I've never seen anything weird, except for, uh, well, I didn't see it, but one time I, I heard, like, this 
like low kind of rumbling growl. I thought it was my dog at the time, but my dog wasn't in the room, so motherfucker, get out! Yeah, weird shit. So yeah, um, I just found out about this piece of metal, I guess, uh, I don't know, a little under a year ago. But uh, now thinking back, I think that maybe that it could be related somehow, possibly. Interesting. Well, it's a super yeah, it's a super weird to have a piece of metal in your foot in yeah, that in that absolutely. location, right? Yeah, if it's at the bottom, then I think, okay, maybe I just stepped on yeah, you know, like, a needle or something. But Yeah, a lot of people, when they're kids, like, step on, like, a rock or something, it gets embedded in their foot forever, right? Yep. Or, yeah, or you get shot with a BB and it absorbs into your body. But that one, that just looks really out of place and super weird. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. I thought the pain was coming from the metal, but they took out the cyst, and it's it's fine so far. So, not really sure what's happening. Have you ever had an X-ray on your foot before this? No. Well, not that I know of. Maybe when I was a kid for some reason, but not that I'm aware of, no. No, they would they would have they would have said something if you had a piece of metal in your foot, for sure. Absolutely. Huh. It's bonkers, so yeah, I thought like you guys would be uh, interested in seeing those X rays and hearing about uh the unknown that's in my foot. Yeah, it's definitely super weird and I think we we will do a case file on like alien implants before because there's actually a lot of other cases. Some stuff that actually look like RFID chips, like little tubular in- implants and shit. So, yeah, I've seen uh, seen a lot of weird stuff like that before. Um, mine's really, really tiny, apparently. So I'm not, I have no idea what it is. Like, I have no clue. But just yeah. thought it was interesting, anyway. Definitely interesting, man. All right, thank you, Cobra Commander. Fucking alien implants, man. It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Go look him up, Doctor Roger Lear. He's got a bunch of videos and interviews of him talking about it seems like a pretty crazy phenomena that uh, is probably more common than we know all right our next caller is Derek from Las Vegas we've talked to him a couple times before sweet guy and he's got a story or stories about kind of a haunted house he grew up in uh, what do you want to talk about? Did you, I can't remember. Did you have a story you wanted to say? Or you just wanted to say what's yeah. Up? So like, uh, I grew up in South Dakota, and uh, the house, one of the houses I lived in there was was really haunted. It was it was weird. Um, so I have a lot of I guess paranormal stories, but I kind of want to talk about the one that happened to me just recently here. It was more of a night terror. Sure. Um, I've had them a few times in this place. I live with my girlfriend, and um, I've had them a couple times in this be- like in this house. Um, but I never see anybody. It's always just like it feels like people are sitting on me and I'm trying to get up. And then I wake up with, you know, deep breaths and like kind of gasping for air. Um, but just most recently, a few days ago, I was uh, I actually woke her up and me up by screaming out loud. And that one was way different. I wasn't like the other ones. Like I knew I was laying in the bed that I'm in, um, you know, same room, same everything. I knew where I was at in this last one. I was actually in a different room. I don't even know the room I was in, but I was like laying on the floor by the edge of the bed. So I was like on the ground. And um, and all of a sudden, like I kind of got the same feeling like two people were sitting on me. And I remember like pushing them away. And I knew like, okay, God, this is happening again. Like in my head, I'm like, all right, I need to just work through this. And so I'm kind of like pushing them away. And then I'm like, you know, F you, like get off of me. And then all of a sudden I see a silhouette of a, of a man. Cause I feel it was a man. 
and almost like he had boxing gloves on, like the the thing, his hands were like really round, like he had like a silhouette of a boxer. Yeah. And then he was he was punching me in the side. <laughs> it, was, it, it was crazy, but it was one of those things like you know, like when you see in movies how people like bounce around really quick, so they're like in one corner and then they shoot over to the other corner really fast. Yeah. And then they shoot in front of you really fast. That's what it was like. So it just kept bouncing like from side to side, front, and just kept hitting me in the stomach. And that's when I, I woke up to like me screaming. And my girlfriend was even like, oh, my God, dude, like, are you what happened? Are you OK? That's never happened before, which was really weird. That's fucking like I've weird. never seen the silhouette of somebody like that. So kind of like I haven't been able to sleep that well for like the past two nights. I've had to have the TV on like it, it freaked me out, man. So you seemed like a shadow person, but it was a shadow person boxer. And you started beating the shit out of you. Yeah, like that's what it looked like, like a silhouette of a boxer, like his hands had that big roundness to him. Um, and that's what it felt like because he was punching me, but it, it was weird, dude. You didn't wake up like, with I, bruises, did you? I did not. That's that's one of the first things I looked at. Uh, no, I didn't, which is good because I would have been freaked out if I had any kind of bruise. I'd been like, nope, babe, moving out. <laughs> that's it. This place is fucking <laughs> that's haunted. It. It's over. That's a deal breaker right there. It's crazy, man. I anything paranormal like that just freaks the shit out of me. I, oh, totally. I swear, I have a fucking demon in the studio now. Oh, do you? I think I accidentally summoned it playing Ouija. Oh yeah, how'd that go? You guys did the Ouija thing. Did it? You guys conjure up anything no, besides a, that demon? No, it was a fucking bust. But I think yeah. I, I think oh, I, I might I think I might have done it by accident because I left I left the plan shut on the Ouija board and I guess you're not supposed to do that. Oh really? Someone told me that after and I was like, oh well, maybe I opened up some portal. Oh Jesus! So now yeah, I, I don't now, know. Now I hear like strange knocking in here sometimes when I'm, like I usually in, in here late night. Yeah. So I always have to lock the door now. It freaks me out. Oh, Jesus, dude. Yeah, that one thing, man. Now it's like, now you're probably freaked out with any kind of little noise. Like, no matter what it is. Probably like, oh, dang it. Yeah, spe- <laughs> what spe- is that? Especially when I go on like a, a paranormal tangent and I'll just start going down, the, going down that rabbit hole. Yeah. No, definitely, man. But yeah, that, that was kind of my, my little story. I mean, that, that house in South Dakota had just a lot of weird stuff. Like, I saw plants moving, you know, like old school, like I was born in the eighties. So I was a nineties kid and you know, the hanging pot plants, you know, like the hanging knitted things that hang from the ceiling. You put pots like plants in it. My mom had those all over the house and those things were just swinging like side to side. Like someone was just standing there and swinging it back and forth. Um, Way way more than just a gust of, gust of wind through the house. Oh, way more. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just glasses moving kind of your typical thing, but it was just the energy in the house. Did you like, any yeah, I was going to say, do any, you feel like a cold, like dark, <laughs> dark spaces in the house? Oh gosh. Yeah. Any, any time I came home, like, you know how you kind of get used to the smell of like your house, right. And people come over and be like, Oh, it smells nice in here. You're like, Oh, I don't know. Oh, no shit. Um, yeah. yeah like this house, every time I walked in, it just smelled weird. Like I could not get used to the smell and it just smelled off. And just anywhere you were at in the house, you just felt what, what did it smell like? This, like? <clears throat> I almost God, I feel like the only like mm, like maybe dusty, dirty. Like if you walked into a like a dusty, dirty house, but it wasn't dusty or dirty. Um, huh. Yeah. The reason I ask is because like I've read a lot of things where if a like some type of event happens, mm-hmm. smells can actually like be trapped. And the same, oh. and so the smell, the smell is actually part of the haunting. So I guess like on the, what's that field in, is it like Georgia Gettysburg where the big fucking mm-hmm. civil war battle was? I guess, oh, like, yeah. I guess there's like haunted tours and shit there. Right. 
Yeah. And, and people say like sometimes you, you'll see like the ghost armies in the woods and you can smell like the burning like cannonball ridden flesh. Oh, I guess. Jesus. And I guess yeah. a, a lot of like paranormal researchers say like, yes, yeah, smells can actually get trapped in the same type of time loop. Because they say that's kind of uh, what it is. It's like you're trapped in that moment of time. Yeah. And you just can never get out. Kind of. Jesus. Some people say it's what, so I was thought maybe there might have been some murder and you had some like weird like rotting meat smell right oh god yeah be, that would have sucked fucking nuts <laughs> no it was a it was it was originally like one house and then the guy who bought the house he turned it into like a duplex so he lived on the bottom and then we lived on the top floor and it was again one of those kind of older houses where it's like pretty much all hallway and then off of you know the right or left side were individual rooms like bedroom kitchen living room um so it was just weird. Like there were so many times my mom would yell at me, Derek, what are you doing in there? I'm like, I'm in my room. She's like, I swear you just went by into the bathroom. I'm like, oh. no, like just weird, man. Like just talking about it now gives me goosebumps. That's fucking weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's what, way uh, weird. What do, you, what do you believe in the, in the paranormal? What do you think that is? Oh, what do I think it is? Do you think it's just like, is it some type of different hmm. dimension or is it actually just like a haunted like time loop or? What is it? That's that's a really good question, man. I've never really thought about that. I, I feel it's, I guess I feel it's like spirits. Like when you die, you, you know, your spirit goes up and I feel like maybe they're stuck spirits or they're spirits that just want to hang out that don't want to go anywhere. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of what I, I've always thought. Yeah, like when you get, when you start talking about like consciousness, what is that? Is that just energy? And when you die, that energy just fucking leaves and goes somewhere else? Yeah, see that I could totally agree with that because I mean that's a whole other subject. Like I am so, so into the whole like dream therapy, and like the subconscious. That stuff just well, yeah, you, you interests go, me you go so down, much. You go down, down that rabbit hole, and now you go more science, right? So you start going like the quantum style, where like everything exists at every point in time, all the time. Oh yeah, and only and like, you do one thing, and that shifts into a whole different. Yeah, no, you know, only the act of, and only the act of observing what's going on is really creating the reality. That's like yeah. a, that's like a huge new field of like quantum that quantum um, quantum theory study. Is that dude, it is it's so interesting. I mean, because it's so true. It's it's almost kind of like that study. I mean, for a very very dumbed down example, you know, like how many red cars did you see today? Uh, I don't know one. Yeah. And then okay, tomorrow tell me how many red cars you see. Oh, I saw thirty. Okay, yeah. well th- were those thirty cars there yesterday and you just weren't looking kind of thing yeah the tree tree falls in the woods doesn't make a sound all right thanks derek another account of well haunted paranormal activity i still uh, i still can't put my finger on exactly what it is i'm still going with other realm beings fucking with our dimensions but or maybe it's part of the simulation theory maybe it's uh the creators poking their heads into our world who knows All right, our last caller of Open Channels number one is Ellie from Calgary, Alberta, and she has a pretty insane Ouija board story that puts our attempt at playing it to shame. I guess it started uh, when she was about 13 and persisted for about eight years, and then she, well, she buried it in the end. Spoiler. All right, check it out. Oh, well, yeah, I'm from Calgary, born and raised, still live here. I go to Kelowna like as much as I can. I love it there. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so how do you want me to start? 
like just so right you had, from the you, beginning. Yeah, you had a story about a Ouija board experience, right? Yes, yeah. So it all kind of started with um, an experience with the Ouija board when I was around 11. So this whole like kind of story kind of happened over around like seven years that this was happening. Like a lot of crazy things kind of happened. So I'll try and stick to the the gist of it. Give us the scariest, scariest bits. All right. So um, I guess I'll start with like the first thing that ever happened. So it was, it was on Halloween actually when I was 11 and um, me and my friend, we decided to buy an Ouija board, like just one of the ones from Toys R Us, ones that you can just buy for like 10 bucks. We're familiar with that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so we decided to go back to her house and um, start playing around with the Ouija board. I don't know what time it was. It was really late at night, but I'll kind of give you an explanation of kind of what like her house kind of looked like just because it kind of comes into play here so right across the hall from her door is another door into like another room so it's like directly parallel and if you open that door to that other room across from hers there's like a huge window in it so no matter what you can always see through the door and you can always see the window because it's like from ceiling to the floor it's a huge window there's a um, street light right outside so there's always light coming in it's an office so they don't have like curtains or anything so there's always light coming in so we had her door open and that door closed so we could see directly across um the hallway to that door and we were playing with the ouija board and we started like talking to it and nothing was really happening and then all of a sudden it started to spell out um my name so i didn't really think anything of it just because everyone there knew my name everyone knew how to spell it and everything so i was like didn't really take it into account and then we asked how old it was, and it said it was zero, which was kind of strange. And then we asked how it had died, and um, it said it had not lived. So that was kind of freaky. Um, so we were kind of, like, talking to it, and right after it said that, like, nothing really happened, but, like, um, we heard, like, this click. So we're like, where did that come from? And we look across the hall, and the door directly across from hers had, like, clicked and, like, unlatched and started to slowly open. But the freakiest thing about that was that you could not see like the window through the door. So whatever was standing in the doorway was like pitch black, like six foot tall. Oh, get yeah. Out. Yeah. Like you could not see like the window. You can see anything. It was pitch black and it was opening really slowly. And so naturally, as like 11-year-olds do, we freaked out. We started screaming and um, her mother woke up and started running into like down the hall towards us and the door just slams. Like it freaking like just <laughs> slams shut and shakes the house. So that's kind of where it all started. So that's the first experience okay, that we so had. Let's just do a quick recap. So you're playing, the yeah. playing with the Ouija board. Mm -hmm. You're asking it questions and it spells out your name. Yeah. It spells out my name. It said it was zero years old, which is kind of weird. And then it said it had not lived. So I immediately think that oh it's like unhuman, like it's inhuman. You know, it's something that hasn't lived. Um, and then this door opens and you can't see through it. Like it's just pitch black. It's this black like so, mass so that's the door, in the doorway. The handle slowly lifts down or goes down. Yeah. The door swings yes. open slow and does it open all the way then? But you just can't see. No. So you it opened about halfway. Okay. So, but like at that point, and like literally any point that you open that door, you can see the light coming through from the street. Like sure. there's a street light right outside that window. So there, it, there's no explanation why 
it would be pitch black. Like it was just the scariest thing I had ever experienced. So it was just a giant shadow, black yeah. shadow. So yeah, like giant. Did, like did it have a com- shape? Did it, was it shaped um, like a it was, person? Or? It was just completely black. So I didn't actually see a shape. Like it was just like there was no window in the room. It was just a pitch black room. So it's almost like it was taking up the entire width of the door frame. So (laughs) insane. And I'm glad it didn't happen to me. Yeah, it was terrifying. So I guess the story doesn't end there though. No, it gets uh, actually worse than that. Like it's, it's gets freaky. So for some reason I decided to take home the Ouija board with me because I was the one who had bought it and I was being greedy. So I was like, yeah, I'll take this home. Yeah. So I was like, why not? And I like, you know, I was 11, so I hadn't heard any story about anything you know, being bad about Ouija boards. We thought it was just like a fun game on Halloween. So literally like the next day when I had brought home that Ouija board, um, things started to kind of escalate. And like, I'd never experienced anything in my house before, like nothing out of the ordinary. Like I don't live in a very old house and it's not a very old part of Calgary. Like it's, it's like on the outskirts. So it's like really quiet and it's like barely new development. So it's not like anything should be there. It's not built on a graveyard or something no (laughs) no (laughs) and i even like did research after things started (laughs) happening to me i was like what is going on here trying to find like an explanation so after that after i brought it home like i started to hear like and it wasn't just me it was also my sister so um and my parents were divorced and everything my mom was working all the time so it was always just me and my sister at home um and like i just would hear voices like talking in this like a language i couldn't understand in a really weird voice like outside of my door and like, I would hear like a, like it would be a conversation. So something would talk and then something else would reply. And then as soon as I would like get up off my bed to open my door, it would stop. And then this would happen when I'd be in the shower and I'd hear it outside the door and no one would be home or, you know, things like that. And like, I would just hear these weird conversations around the house and I couldn't never figure out what it was because I was always home alone, like nothing, like it was strange. And then I would hear footsteps when um, like people were like, it sounded like there was like a group of people upstairs and me and my sister would be downstairs. Um, and I started to experience a lot of sleep paralysis. So for like a week straight after the experience with the Ouija board, I had every night sleep paralysis of this huge dark figure. And that's kind of what I think might've like been what we saw in my friend's house. Cause it was like this huge, like looming, black thing and i just felt like oh dread God. Did yeah it, did it have red eyes i didn't see any eyes like oh, i didn't see any features <laughs> yeah that would be that would be <laughs> fucked up <laughs> but yeah so i started experiencing that almost every night for a long time um and i would just feel and it would never come towards me it would just stand and watch me as i would like try and fight to wake up and i would just have this feeling of like dread and just like i i felt like i was gonna die like it had that feeling on me and then kind of the next thing that really happened that really made me realize that like something was going on was that I was having a sleepover with my friends house or no with my friends over here and there was three of us so like even if I talked to them like they could vouch for this um we we were all sleeping in my bed and then we heard like something woke me up and it was like scratching on the door like a dog like I had a dog at the time Um, but we always kept in the kennel because he was a puppy and he had accidents a lot. So he was always in a kennel in my mom's room. Like we never let him out. And we heard what like, like intense scratching out my door and it started like rattling my door. So I woke up and then I woke up my friends and they all heard it. So we all heard it. We were all staring at this door rattling as we're hearing this intense scratching at my door. 
So all of us were like frozen with fear. We didn't want to get up. We didn't want to look at it. Like we didn't want to open the door. They were telling me to go open it, but I wouldn't. And then eventually it just stopped like after, and it happened for probably about five minutes straight of just this crazy scratching. Nope. Uh, nope. I yeah. I don't like that at all. <laughs> it was terrifying. So like that was the first thing that really, um, made me realize that something's going on. So, the, um, so you're still, you're still, it's the same year, right? You're still 11. Yes. Yeah, so I'm still like 11. Um, so, um, after that happened, I'll go into bigger things now. Some kind of scarier things bigger than that. Things? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It gets like progressively worse after this. So, um, all this kind of happens over like a long time. So if all of a sudden I'm like 17, that's just because it happens over a while. So after that, um, you know, everything keeps happening. Like we're hearing the voices, we're hearing the footsteps. I'm getting the sleep paralysis. Wait, you're seven, you're seventeen. It's been happening. No, for- I'm so I'm yeah, so I'm still like eleven. And then like I just said, like um, if this all of a sudden skips to when I'm seventeen, that's just because like that's okay. like the next like big thing. So it's been it's been happening slowly from your eleven till seventeen. Yes. Just, yeah. Just like little, um, little door scratching here, a little black shadow here. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, um, the next thing happens probably when I'm like 13. Um, so this was one of like the freakiest things I've ever experienced in my life because I really got like, well, anyway, I'll explain it. So, um, I woke up in like the middle of the night just because I don't know why I just had this feeling that, um, I was being watched, I guess. And it woke me up and, I felt like immediately like freaked out. And so everything was dark. Like it was probably around 2 AM. I get out of my bed because like I heard somebody walking like in my, my upstairs, uh, floor is pretty creaky. So you can always tell when somebody's walking. So I got up and I opened my door and I saw this like shadow and I thought it was my mom, um, coming out from her room and walking down the stairs because she always lights candles at night and sometimes she forgets to blow them out. So I was like, okay, she probably just, forgetting blown out or something. So I open the door and I see this shadow just walking out of her room down the stairs and it's in front of me. And, um, so I start following it and I'm talking. I'm like, mom, like mom, hello. And she's not hearing me. Nothing's replying to me. And this is dark figure. And like, that's kind of when it hits me that this figure is floating uh. and it's, and it's not touching the ground. And this figure, and it's really, really dark here, but um, this figure is almost darker than the dark. I guess that that's kind of how I want to explain it. Like, it's just... Just pitch black. Yeah. Like, it's a really weird um, shade of black. Like, it's... And and I'm following this thing. Like, I am walking right behind this thing, thinking that it's my mother. So, I'm talking to it. I'm saying, hello. Like, why aren't you replying to me? And... I, and it stops and I immediately just like freeze as I, and that's the moment when I realized it was floating and then it just disintegrates. Like it's gone. Uh. All of a sudden it's just, yeah, it's just disappeared. So I, I'm still paralyzed at this point cause I'm so scared. So I'm probably on that staircase for like five minutes, just looking terrified to move because I still feel something like I could feel this weird thing around me. So eventually I just run and I go into my mom's room and she's dead asleep. I go into my sister's room. She's dead asleep. So it couldn't have been either of them. So I run back into my room. I slam the door. I'm like under my covers. And the next day I asked them like if anyone had like got up or anything. And like, they're like, no, like we were all in bed all night. I asked if my mom maybe had like a friend over or my sister, like, 
And they're like, no, like where it was just us. And like, I don't know if it was a nightmare or something, but it felt so real. Like it was terrifying. Um, so that was one of a really big thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, like I was right up next to this thing. So had you played the Ouija board again since in the last couple of years? Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like as much as it freaked me out, like I, it kind of like excited me at the same time. Right. Cause it's kind of like, now did you ever close the game? Like you're supposed to close the game, right? Say goodbye. Yeah. So we didn't know that. So, um, the first night playing that, I think that's why whatever happened or whatever we were talking to. You opened the portal. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I think about now. I'm like, why didn't, like, we didn't know what it was. We didn't know how to properly do it when we were kids. So, um, so after that happens, like everything's still like creepy happening in my house, still voices, still footsteps all the time. Um, this next thing happened probably not too long after I saw that figure. Um, I had a TV in my room and it was like one of the old ones that has like the remote and everything and the huge back and everything. So oh, yeah. it was huge. And it's, um, yeah, <laughs> so um, it would start to turn on in the middle of the night and it would like start to change like the, the channels. And like, I, you know how the old TV is, how you could like see, like, um, I don't know how to explain like the channels changing in the corner. Like you could see it go from like 10 to 11 to 12 or something like that. Yep. Or like the volume doing the same thing. So I would, it would wake me up because the volume would be going up and down and up and down. And I could see it like going up and down, like someone was clicking it and same with the channels, but the remote would be on top of the TV so I could see this happening in order for it to stop. I'd have to get out of bed and unplug my TV because it wouldn't stop. And it would wake up everybody in the house and be like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. Like it's just turned on. So it got so bad and it started to happen so often that I actually had to take out my TV, um, and like throw out the TV. Like I would not, I refuse to have a TV in my room. And I still to this day actually don't have a TV in my room because I'm scared of it happening because it was so freaky. Like it would wake you up in the middle of the night. Well, just of course full blast like full blast now and when you like, when you unplugged it did it, it stop it stop it yeah. didn't like mirac- miraculously like turn no. back on or some shit no, no. thank god okay. <laughs> that was terrifying but uh no but i mean it happened a lot so i one day i was just like i mom like you need to take this out of my room i i can't have it and it wouldn't happen to my sister and it wouldn't have my mom and their tvs and they had the same ones and like it was just strange that it would only happen to me um so yeah, that, that was not fun. Oh, yep. So <laughs> crazy. yeah. So, um, does it get worse? So I, yes. <laughs> so the next thing will probably, the next thing happens like quite a few years later, um, probably when I was like around 17 or 16. Um, but this is like the next thing that happened that I think was like the freakiest. And it's the thing that actually caused me to like get rid of my Ouija board. Cause I still had the Ouija board the entire time and I wasn't putting two to two together. Like I wasn't really thinking about the fact that I had this thing in my possession. So, um, one day I was having, so we have like a basement in my old house where there's, it was completely undeveloped and there was like this tiny little crawl space that was in the middle of the wall. Like, um, so it wasn't like in the very bottom or the very top is right in the middle of the wall and it was pitch black and it didn't have a door on it. So it was always open, always terrifying. Um, there was still like insulation in the walls. Like there was nothing down, um, there that was, um, like comfortable whatsoever. And there was like a pole right in the middle of the room. So one time me and my friend 
decided to make a fort around this um, pole. So we were right in the middle of the basement. So not up against a wall, nothing. And we brought down a TV and everything. We made like a bed and we were having, and we fell asleep. Lights were off and everything. And then I couldn't fall asleep um, just because like I was still scared about everything that had been happening to me. Right. So, and I was in the basement of this house that um, was dark and there was a huge crawl space in the wall and it was just terrifying. And then also my friend, like she just sits straight up, eyes wide open. Like she had not even been sleeping. She looks right at me and she says, don't you see them? Oh. And I, yeah. And I say like, I mean, I'm like, what, like, what are you talking about? Cause like we have all these sheets around us. So I can't see anything outside of what is like us. Right. So I can't see outside of us. And she says, don't you see them? And I said, like, what are you talking about? Like, stop saying that. Wake up. So I try to wake her up. I'm like, you're sleeping, like wake up. And she's like, they're coming out of there. And she points to where the crawl space is. Uh. So yeah. And literally no joke right after that like have you ever seen the Blair Witch Project I have okay do you know that part in the movie where they're like sitting in their tent and they're hearing those things running outside of their tent and they're shaking the tent yeah okay so that happens so I hear you're in the basement of your house but I'm in the basement of my house so I hear no joke like what I thought was like 10 people running around the fort that we had made and I saw like wind moving like the sheets were moving and I was freaking out and she says don't you see them like they're they're right here and like like she was just like why can't you see them and so I started to cry so I started to shake her and shake her and she wouldn't close her eyes like her eyes were wide open and then all of a sudden she just closed her eyes and laid back down and everything stopped it's everything completely stopped like the the running stopped and the wind stopped and everything. So I woke her up and it took me a while to wake her up, like probably like a few like good shakes. And then once she woke up, like I didn't really tell her what had happened. I just told her like, can we go upstairs? Like I'm cold. And then, cause she's scared of everything. So I didn't want to freak her out. Okay. You said she is scared of everything. You don't want to freak her out. Yeah. So I didn't. So when I woke her up, I just told her like I was cold and I just wanted to go upstairs. So she's like, yeah, it's fine. She was, she was like half asleep. So when I opened like the kind of, I guess the entrance way to the fort, like there was nothing there. It was pitch black, but I just like, I started running. I was like, I'm done. And so she starts running too. She's like, what are you running from? I was like, just come upstairs, just come upstairs. So I told her what happened, what she had said to me and she freaked out and she hasn't talked to me since because she was so scared and she, and it kind of like ruined our friendship pretty much because what had happened. So that was when you were 13. Uh, yeah. Around that time. And how old are you now? Uh, I'm 21. Oh, so eight years yeah. ago. Yeah. She so never, never all... forgave you. No. And like, <laughs> I mean, a lot of like, there's more stuff that had happened, but like, I'll kind of try and keep it short here. But like a lot of my friends stopped coming over to my house because of the experiences that they were having. Okay, well, we're, um, we're, we're running out of time for stories, but yeah. how, what's the conclusion? Did it, did it so, stop? Or? After that had happened, like, um, obviously I was super freaked out. Um, skipped when I was like 17 years old and I kind of, like, all of this stuff was still happening. I was still getting crazy sleep paralysis and like hearing these weird things and strange things were still happening. And then I finally realized, like, I was talking to a friend that this all happened at, like on Halloween at her house. And she's like, do you still have that Ouija board? And I was like, like shit. Yeah, I do. And then she's like, well, why don't you like get rid of it? And I was like, well, I don't know where it is. So I tracked it down. Like it was in my basement somewhere. 
so I found it and I looked up like how to get rid of a Ouija board. Cause it was like, don't burn it. Don't, you know, don't do anything. And so I, uh, I buried it in like this little forest that's by my house. So I buried it face down. You buried it um, close to your house? What's the no, matter with you? Like five minutes away. Five minutes? I drove that shit four hours. I, I would have drove it to a different province and buried I it. I know. I should have. But like, I just kind of like buried it in this weird little like forest thing. Um, face down with the planchette like beside it. Because like apparently you're not to have like nope. the planchette like with the Ouija board Don't when you it bury it. Yeah. So I buried it. And actually since then it had stopped. Like everything has stopped. I haven't had another experience since then. Like I get sleep paralysis still, but I uh, ever like nothing has really happened. Do you see? Do you get sleep paralysis and see the black shapes, or you just get yes. sleep? Okay. No, I still see the black shape, so I don't know like what's going on with that. But I don't actually like see or hear anything, and I like moved out of the house that I um like that's all happening. Like my mom still owns it. I'm actually here right now, um, just because I thought it might be fitting trying to explain things so yeah um that's crazy that's my story yeah that's insane and yeah <laughs> i'm glad that never happened to me because we we, yeah. we actually just played the ouija board <laughs> oh and i tried to summon a lot of bad stuff and yeah i guess nothing it's no came joke through. for sure nothing came through so we, yeah we did something wrong but uh no that's okay you probably insane. did something right <laughs> i was just naive little girl well i think but. i think when, when you're a child when you're like a kid like that you're more susceptible, I think, to paranormal. Totally, yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure, because I didn't know anything, right? Like, I was a kid. I didn't think anything You didn't read it. the rules. You didn't close the game. No, I know. It's kind of, like, it's kind of your there. fault, actually. It is my fault. Good thing, you didn't, good thing Zozo didn't come through. <laughs> oh, I know. Start bashing apart your house or something. <laughs> right. But, yeah, so that's the, that's the gist of it. That's insane. That's a that's, yeah. that's one of the better uh, Ouija stories I've heard. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's it was terrifying well, for is sure. Better, is better the right word? I probably not. Yeah, sure. <laughs> better, it's scarier. But you don't see uh, you don't get hauntings anymore. No, no, I haven't. Like ex- literally, in t- since that day I buried it and got rid of it, like I haven't experienced anything. And it's really weird because after that I was like, why isn't anything happening? Because I was so desensitized to it. Do you ever think about like, going to uncover it? Oh yeah, like all the time. Like I, well, since I was like talking, like I was typing up kind of just like what I wanted to talk about and I was like, oh, I should really go like get it and like oh. dig it up and take a picture of it. But I was like, no, I really shouldn't. I'm okay. staying away from that. If, if the opportunity arises and, yeah. and you can, and you can <laughs> dig that up Yeah. and you come to Kelowna. Mm-hmm. Can then we're going to play it. Can I have it? Or can, yeah. <laughs> actually, can we play it? Because you're, you're, yeah. you're obviously haunted and I'm not. So it'd be better. Yeah, for sure. No, totally. Okay, I'll get well, somebody else to dig it up, though. Sure. I don't want to. work. Whoever digs it up doesn't matter, but if, yeah, exactly. If that if no, that comes sure. up, that's not, that sounds like a real haunted one. So that's the one we want to oh, use. Oh yeah. Well, something's going on with it. it. Definitely worked. That's for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying. Well, thank you for hearing my story. Oh, thank. Thanks, like, for, never, thanks for telling I never it. tell that story. Now I so. have to. I'm by myself here for a week, so now <laughs> I have to lock all the doors. And have fun. Yeah, I'm. I have a Ouija board have, actually right there's a yeah. Ouija board sitting within three feet of me right now actually yeah I was just gonna say do you have the Ouija board with you? it says don't it says don't play it alone but yeah I'm trying maybe I will maybe I'll try no it's not a good idea because I like I've, I've always wanted a paranormal normal experience that I could tell but oh yeah I just never you really, haven't had one nothing uh I've had like a weird ghost experience before but mm. nothing to do with a 
Ouija board, demonic, mm-hmm. demonic shit. Yeah, like for sure. It's definitely like a different kind of experience. It's not just like seeing a little shadow. It's like freaky stuff. Okay, well now now that that's happened to you, what do you what's what's the what's the theory? What do you think the like what is the paranormal? What is that? Is it just like a different dimension, or is it actually like a demonic like entity, or what do you think it is? Um, you know, I, I I always think about that, and I really don't know what to make of it. I mean, there's always like a part of me where it's like, well, it's definitely like a demon. It says it hasn't lived. It says you know stuff like that. Um, what I felt felt like uh, not human. What like I saw clearly wasn't a human form you know, things like that. And then like, at the same time, I don't know if I believe in demons and hell and all that stuff. So then there comes like, are you religious? Yes. And no, I don't know. If if you guys say yes and no, then you're not. (laughs) No, I'm not. I mean, cause demons and angels is that's uh, the Bible's written by man. So, but I, I I do believe that if there is a creator of some kind, all religions Mm -hmm. spawned off that. For sure, and these, yeah. And these demons and angels, or whatever they want to call them, I think that they are just, like, an entity from a, either mm-hmm. a different plane or, like, a different dimension. Yeah, for sure. I definitely don't think that they're of this earth. No. Like, that's for sure. And some of them may be malevolent, and some of them mm-hmm. are benevolent, so good yeah, and bad. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of where the angel and demon comes from, but who really knows? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't like putting a name to it, I guess. I guess that's all I'm trying to say, is I don't like putting, like, a name to, like, a demon or god or something, right? Like, I don't know the name of it. But yeah, well, I know. I, don't... I think there's like three or four thousand gods in the world. Oh yeah, so totally. You know. <laughs> there's lots. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what to make of it. Okay, Ellie. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll let you go. <laughs> and if uh, you come to Colony, make sure you bring that Ouija board with you. And uh, all right, sounds we'll, we'll good. I'll let you guys out. know. Okay. All right. Thank you awesome. for the call. Hey, thanks for calling in. Talk to you later. Yeah, no worries. Bye. Okay, bye. All right, Ellie. Thank you for the story. It's pretty crazy. I really hope you dig up that Ouija board and bring it to Kelowna next summer, and we can play it because. That one sounds legit haunted, and that would be a fucking blast. All right, that's it for Open Channels number one. If you have a story, UFO, paranormal, alien, abduction, you just want to bullshit about a random topic, let us know. Shoot us an email at alientheorists at gmail.com or go to our website, alientheorists.com. Get in touch with us that way. All our links to our social media and shit are on the website. And if you have any feedback about the show, you didn't like it, you liked it, please let us know because we want to make it better. Obviously, it's a little bit different than what we normally do, but we wanted to interact with our fans more and we can't have everybody on Case Files bullshitting with us. So this is a way to get on the show, tell your stories, and uh, we'll talk about them. All right, I'm Zell. The rest of the theorists send their best. And remember, in this fucking crazy world you live in, you are the universe just experiencing itself. Peace out.